It's nice to meet you. It's episode 34. I'm Kate. I'm Tammy, and this is Knit Together. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. How are you? Oh, it's it's been a trying time, I think, for both of us. <laughs> yeah, we uh, are always trying to work out our technical difficulties right before we record, and it's not always the easiest thing, but we're still working on it, so, you know. We're, we're trying to get crazy. to it. We'll, we'll, we'll keep trying, though, and everything. But, you know, and the other stuff, I mean, life has just been crazy lately, too. Yeah, I know. Um, You have, well, let's talk about what you've been working on knitting-wise and stuff. And, um, and then we'll kind of talk about some of your recent trips and some other things like that. And yeah. uh, we'll kind of get the knitting, nitty-gritty. Haha, <laughs> nitty-gritty. Oh. I'm so clever. Knitting, knitting has been sad. It's been so very, very sad. Why? Um, gosh, I don't. E- I don't even know. I kind of. Well, I went to that school um, for work up at Notre Dame, and um, I did find out that I just um, yesterday actually that I passed my test. Yay! So you know, I have this extra certification, which you know was, was so exciting. Um, but I'm still, you know, I was planning on spending the week up there and, and in order to pay attention, I knew I needed to knit something. So I think I cranked out like nine dish cloths. Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, during, during that week, you know, when I wasn't taking notes and, and there were actually two days that we got out at three. So they were, they were shorter days. Um, cause I'd actually kind of hoped to do two a day. So I was one short of of that but I knit my first ball band dish cloths. I never knit the pattern before. Oh I've wanted to do one of those for a while. Is it easy or do you have to pay attention a lot? Because that's my thing. No it's a, it's a, I thought it was going to be like oh I have to pay attention to everything. No. It's like once you get started it just zooms and it's great car knitting and I think I've made like four of them now. So I, I love it. Now the back of it's kind of ugly. But, you know, it's just, it's so cool looking. It's so retro. Cool. So. Because I want to make those made, those ball band um, Swiffer cover things. Have you seen those? Yeah. I want to make some of those. And then you don't see the other side of it anyway. Yeah. So I actually, um, I made my first one and it was for my um, nephew's wife for Christmas. Um, I was going to make her like a set of three or four dish pods. So I made it in kind of a brown and, and a brown and green um, and cream variegated mm-hmm. and then I made her like a green solid grandmother's favorite and I used the variegated and made like a star because they live in Texas now and I need her another grandmother's favorite I don't remember what color it was but they all kind of went together but when I first made the ball band it's like it's huge Wow. You know, we're used to the grandmother's favorite where it goes out to 44 stitches. And, yeah. You know, it's a nice little, you know, square. This thing was big. And I was like, well, I really want to make some for myself, um, but I didn't want them that big. I wanted them more like the other size. So I actually figured out, and here's here's your tip, mm-hmm. it has to be a multiple of nine. Oh, so you can kind of go a little smaller, a little you can, you more. Can, you can adjust the size as long as it's a multiple of nine because they do 45 so I think I ended up doing 27 mm-hmm. stitches on my two smaller ones so it took me a minute to play because I was like trying to like sketch it out and and then I thought I had it and then I was off and so then it was like you know I ripped it out and started over and uh, I did see. it with nine 
so I did that and I, um, let's see, what else did I do? I was working on a clap of tea that I was making out of, um, Malabrigo sock, which I've got to say is like the yummiest sock yarn. I love it. Oh, I haven't tried it yet. I don't think I've even seen it. It's so good. And it's not that expensive. It's only like, I don't know, maybe $20. Oh, good. That's not bad. It's not, not too bad. It's just, it's so nice. And I was making the Clapo Tea, um, narrower, um, because I only had the one skein of yarn and, Mm -hmm. and so I didn't, I didn't do the increases out as many times. And then I just started the straight section. Uh-huh. And then when I got to the decrease section, um, I don't know what happened. Huh. It was very sad because this was my second. Because the first slap of tea I was making out of the Nema Nema um, mm-hmm. Meat and Three. And I did something where I like split a stitch or something. And so I, I had like seriously two feet done. And I got to where I was dropping stitches and it went halfway and it stopped. What? Because there was the row wasn't there anymore. Oh. It's like it was two rows. So yeah, so I completely hosed it and there was no way to fix it. So so I ripped it out and started over with a Malabrigo. And got all the way down to the end and I don't know what I did on the decrease section, but I ran out of the stitches that I was needed to drop. Uh-huh. And so I had like the whole triangle where there were no drop stitches. Oh. That was like a whole section and, of it. Yeah, and so I tried to. Um, I was I was wondering. I was thinking, well, maybe I'll try and seek it and cut off like that extra six to eight inches and just have it shorter. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm like I'm not ripping it out again. <laughs> you know, and it, at this point it was a t- it was a loss, and um, that didn't. You know, I was like, well, I don't know if that's going to work because of the drops. You know, because there's nothing really for it to hang on to. So I thought I know what I'll do. I'll pick up stitches and I'll do it like a knitted on I cord. Uh-huh. kind of like do that edge and then cut. Yeah. And so I tried it and it didn't work and it all came unraveled. So it went in the trash. Aww. Well, so, at least you tried, huh? I Yeah. It's tried like, something I don't know what I did because it's not like a clap of tea is hard to make. Yeah. Well, I it mean, is hard it's to, it's hard to set up and you do have to pay attention to what you're doing. But once you've got it, you know, you kind of got it, but I had to keep the pattern with me the whole time and make sure I was following along. So that was I'm fine on the pattern until you know, except for the increases and the decreases. Trying to remember that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I seriously, I just, I'm like, I have no idea what I did, and I just, I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm putting it aside. But the thing is, I want to make another one. <laughs> <laughs> so I love my like, scarf okay, one. Maybe it's not going to be a scarf, but um, no, I'm actually going to make another shawl because. Um, when I went up to um, the school, I actually flew into Chicago first and stayed with a friend of mine that I know, Spring Fling, mm-hmm. and she has made nine clap of teas. Nine? Wow. Yeah, that's Adrian, so, and we'll meet her later on in the podcast. Um, but I was waiting, for, so I bummed around Chicago, you mm-hmm. know, that day. She still had to work. And then when I went back to her office, she had like 20, 30 minutes, you know, so I was sitting there and I was just, you know, checking my messages and, and knitting on my dishcloth or whatever I was working on. And she reaches around behind her in her file cabinet and pulls out this clap of tea that, oh my gosh, you just wanted to snuggle up and die in. Really? Hmm. I mean, it was fabulous. It was made out of Brooks Farm Primero yarn and it was, it's like a mohair. 
seriously, but it's not mohairy. Oh, it's not I like mean, all fuzzy and stuff. No, uh. it was just absolutely gorgeous. And I was like, oh, I so totally, I'm going to do this. And she's like, well, you know, Brooks Farm will be, you know, with the fairs, you know, tomorrow and you can get some. And anyway, they ended up not having any and she de-stashed um, some of hers for me. She said, well, I've got some. She goes, I've got three skeins. This, I don't know if the colors will be what you like, but it was like this dark blue and purple. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep, I want it. I totally <laughs> want it. Sounds pretty. And um, so I bought two. This is, seriously, this is how bad my life has been lately. I think I posted this on my blog, too. I bought two skeins from her because I'm like, I don't need three. And plus it was, you know, fairly expensive. Uh-huh. I get home, you know, and I go to knit together like that week and I take them and I'm like look at this this is so yummy and everybody's like "Ooh, I want it I want it you know it's gorgeous and everything uh-huh. and I come home and you know it's like I take it out of my bag and put it on um, the cabinet in, in my office and everything well then I come back looking for it and there's only one skein oh no <laughs> and I'm seriously tearing the house apart what has happened to that other skein of yarn uh, seriously I looked for like a week and a half couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. I emailed like the three people and knit together my friends and I'm like, please don't be offended that I'm asking you this. I mean, because my life is so crazy right now. I'm totally losing my mind. Did one of you take it as a practical joke? Because they talked about stealing it. Like, ooh, I just, you know, which I mean, I I, I wasn't mad, you know, I wouldn't blame them if Mm -hmm. they had, you know, and they're like, everybody was like, oh no, we wouldn't have done that. And they're like, oh, we hope you find it and everything. It's like, it was gone. Uh-huh. I have no idea. So I sent Adrian a message, and I'm like, by any chance, can I go ahead and get that third skein that I didn't buy, you know, because I really need to? And she's like, no problem. So I PayPal'd her. She sends me the skein. I get it, you know, four or five days later. And she she did a great job. She put it in a sandwich bag and, like, squished all the air out of it, like the, um, the space saver bags. And so it was in a really small mailer envelope. So, you know, I'm taking it out and I'm kind of shaking it to get the air back in it. And I'm uh-huh. thinking, this is really small. Yeah. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, no, it says it's 500 yards. I, <laughs> I swear this is smaller than, you know, the other skein. And, you know, so I'm taking it downstairs and I put it next to the other skein. And I'm looking, I'm like, this, I said, like my first skein is like twice as big as the other one. <laughs> and then I saw the second tag. Uh, I had taken the two skeins and twisted them together <laughs> into one. Oh my gosh. I had it the whole time. <laughs> That's kind of sad, but funny. Like it, you have to laugh about so it later. <laughs> I'm seriously out of control. It's like, don't tell me anything and expect me to remember. And, you know, it's, it's just it's just nuts and and for those of you who don't know, I guess this is a good time if any to kind of fill everybody in that um, I think I mentioned before we brought in hospice for my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she's increasingly getting worse. Um, that's that's just what we're dealing with. <laughs> so you know we're trying to spend time with her, but at the, at the same time she's also um, whether it's dementia or Alzheimer's. Um, She's she's told me a couple times now that she's not my mother. Um, so you know it's, it's slowly a, it's getting a rough time. Um, I feel bad. Anyway, yeah, I know. I mean, it's one of those things that you know. I mean, we, we trust in God and His will, and 
and we know that when he does call her home that you know she'll be healed and you know she'll be able to walk and yeah. you know everything will just be right and you know we'll just have to wait a while before we see her again but um yeah. right, right now it's it's just kind of hard to, to see her quality of life declining like it is oh i know i know it's really difficult especially when you have such a stressful home life and you've been traveling and you know and i know that your sister was traveling and you were kind of picking up the slack there so you guys are like you know both of you guys are trying to help but it's good the hospice is there too so that's nice yeah that's so, good. unfortunately they can't be there all the time and it's really wearing on my dad too so yeah anyway so well, um what have you been working on well it's funny that you mentioned the dishcloth thing because um i taught my sister how to knit and I know on the podcast before I had talked about, you know, this is the sister that I made the owl mittens for. And she, like, took them out and was like, what is that, a snake? You know, and then, like, put them back in the box <laughs> and, you know, and never seemed to really appreciate anything that I had ever knit her. And so, um, you know, so she learned how to knit. She really wanted to. She thought it would be great, especially since my brother-in-law, her husband, was having um, back surgery. She wanted to have something to do while she was at the hospital and, you know, just some other things. And um, she decided that she wanted to make these dishcloths and hand towel sets for our cousin who's getting married. And we're not going to the wedding, so we thought we'd just mail this hand-knit gift to him. And she's doing really good really fast. I mean, she's not like me where some of my stitches were twisted or I had all these errors and stuff and granted she can bring it to me and say what did I do I need to fix this or how do I fix it or whatever so um she's just like taken off and um the thing that got me is like uh, she joined Ravelry and then she was like oh I like this pattern and oh I like this pattern you know going nuts looking at patterns on there and then she's like oh I really really like this I want to make it and I clicked on the link and it was the matching owl hat to the mittens I made her I was like yeah. oh my <laughs> gosh so and then we're sitting there knitting these dishcloths um, they're called two hearts as one and there's a dishcloth it's basically you know it just has a garter stitch heart in the middle of it and then there's a hand towel that matches, and it's um, made with the same heart. And then it also um, has like a little flap so that you can put it on your refrigerator or your stove or whatever, you know, to hang it. And then it has yeah. this tribble, which I really, really like these tribbles. Okay, they are basically like you knit some garter stitch, and then you sew it up, and you sew it into a circle somehow kind of weird how you do it but anyway and it makes a scrubby like I made one to match theirs and I was like oh I kind of want to keep it it's like a palm sized garter stitch scrubby and I'm like oh how that would clean the stove and you know really you know really do some good scrubbing on stuff so um, they're called tribbles and we'll have to post a link to the pattern on there because I had a hard time finding it at first but it's super easy and it took me like I don't know 30 40 minutes to make the whole thing so well, I saw you Twitter it, and, uh -huh. and I was like, okay, what is this? And so I looked, and I was on Ravelry, and it's like it said that, um, like, you know, here's the link and everything. And mm -hmm. then she actually had a comment that was like, don't email me. The link is right. Uh -huh. And, you know, but it was like it, when it opened, it was like I couldn't find it. You have to do it in um, Internet Explorer. Uh, the link doesn't work in Firefox. Uh, that I finally tried that, and then I got it, so I downloaded the, the, the pattern, PDF. so I had it. But 
Hmm. Um, I'm actually trying to, um, I'm planning on maybe this weekend making some of the, okay, dare I say it, the crocheted scrubbies <laughs> out of like the nylon netting. Oh, like the real scrubbies. Because those are really good for glass, you know, for cleaning glasses and stuff. Yeah. So, and it would also be good on top of your stove and everything. But I, I mark the triple in case I can't quite, you know, get the crochet thing going. And the good thing about the triple for me was that um, it really helped me with, um, it really helped me, um, like, use up those last scraps of the lily sugar and cream or whatever. So, that mm-hmm. was really good. So, anyway, so I haven't done a lot of dishcloths and dish towels and... Um, I did that one, and then um, to kind of pick up on your poor knitting mojo, I <laughs> my sister had a hard time with the dish towel because it had some a little bit of lace pattern sort of thing where it had like a um, like a yarn over slip one pass one, knit one pass one over sort of stuff, and she kept forgetting the yarn over, and then she would forget to pass one over, and so she was kind of like. You know, she's having a hard time keeping her stitch count straight and all that. So she's like, here, will you do this for me? The wedding's coming up and, you know, you can knit faster than me. So we just finish it. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll finish it. So we started knitting on it when she was at my house the other day. And I promise you, I tore that thing out at least six times because I could not get it right. <laughs> and so today she's like, okay, um, if you have to tear it out again, then I think you should just forget it and we'll just send what we have so far. I was like, yeah, I'll just send him like three more triples or something because I I just kept doing the same thing as her for getting a yarn over and then you don't realize it until you're two rows back into it and, you know, I don't know, it was just driving me crazy. So, um, but it's almost done, so that's good. So, um, and I'm also working on a cowl for myself, which is um, made out of the Drops Alpaca that um, Brienne, the infamous Brienne, here's her mention. Um, yep. She gave us that those skeins of it uh, for Christmas last year, you know. And yeah, um, actually, I got linen. Oh, okay. Mine was an alpaca. I see. Okay, well, the one I has like it didn't have, but I, but I know what you're talking about. It didn't have a lot of yardage, and I wasn't really sure what to do with it, and so I just decided, that, well, I'm going to use it on myself, and I'm going to make a cowl, and I'll. You know, whether I wear it or not is remains to be seen, but I kind of think I will when it's cold, you know, to put it on my neck. And so, anyway, and I'm using the pattern called the Good Luck Cowl, and it kind of reminds me of, like, the monkey socks, you know, the way that the monkey mm-hmm. socks are done. And um, somebody said it was like a Shetland pattern, but it didn't really look like the Shetland pattern to me, so I don't know. But anyway, so I'm working on that, and then I'm almost done with my... Um, with my socks that I was making for Jerry that I started on our vacation. So, so cool. yeah, but I did have two finished items, and one of them are the in paper mitts. <laughs> I started it's them in, time. I know, I started them on February 28th, and it took me until August to finish them. And no real reason other than it was sterile and the chart was too hard to take take along and, you know, just various different things like that. So um, if I would have just sat down and worked on it, it would have only taken like a week or so to get it done. But I just drug my feet and I knit a bunch of other stuff, obviously, and um, just did not get it done. So um, they're done. They are blocked. I'm going to photograph them and then I'm going to mail them to my friend. 
and she's so happy they'll be here just in time for fall so that's good and um, I also made the simple yet effective shawl by Laura Chow Cosmic Pluto I think is her real name on the internet mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I used the rest of my tempted hand paint um, glam girl stuff that um, I got from Stacy and I made my um, woodland shawl out of so I had some left and I made a simple yet the simple yet effective basically garter stitch socket type triangular shawl mostly because I wanted to learn how to do a triangular shawl and I also wanted to make something for my daughter to cover her shoulders like at church or whatever because you know she wants to wear these dresses that are sleeveless but as soon as you go into a restaurant or in church her shoulders are cold so she really likes having a shawl it's kind of a new thing yeah, for her. Yeah, I'm kind you know? of on a, a shawl kick myself. This this year was supposed to be like the year of sweaters for me. Mm -hmm. So my my goal is to make four sweaters this year. I've made two. Um, so I've, I've actually started um, a cardigan for Arwen because you mentioned Stacy, And so she and Carrie of 3AM Enchantments are doing a cabled um, sweater knit-along. Oh. And so there'll be prizes and stuff. So I thought, well, this will kick me into gear to go ahead and do that. But um, also, because apparently it's like I need something really easy to knit, um, I've started Shawl That Jazz, uh -huh. which is just a garter stitch um, shawl. And um, Samantha Roshak is the designer. And I met her at the Spring Fling. She's very sweet. And um, Alan of Numma Numma had this gorgeous one that she had made in um, this, like, mistake-dyed yarn she had done. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's, like, not a color she could repeat because she just threw, like, all this extra stuff in and then, you know, kind of liked it. And it's like, okay. So I actually, I restarted that because um, I only had, like, um, 600 yards of this yarn that I want to use, and the pattern calls for, like, a 1,000. Uh -huh. And... Um, but there were some other notes out there of people who were like, okay, I didn't use anywhere near, you know, that amount of yeah. yarn. And um, I thought, well, okay, we'll see how this goes because maybe I just won't make it quite as big or, you know, the ruffle on it um, won't be as big. Mm -hmm. um, but I was started on size <laughs> 7, so I'm like, that's going to be too small. So I ripped it out and restarted it on 10. So um, is so it a triangular shawl? I mean, is it knit just plain garter stitch? No. Are you it, casting? It looks more um i mean it's like a half circle it's, it's like a rounded triangular shawl it's yeah. actually done in short rows oh i see because i was like yeah, i don't see the normal increase line that goes down kind of like where your spine is from that so yeah as she says there's no um arrow that points to your um rear end <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem with the real triangular shawls now that looks comfy to yeah. just wrap up in that looks great yeah so and I got I, this um, silk merino that I bought in Alaska um, last time I was up there. So okay. that's what I'm making that with. And hopefully that will turn out okay. And I want us to frog something else because oh. I'm really tired of frogging stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it, I mean, the short row thing seems like it would be kind of a pain to keep track of whenever it's just a plain garter stitch. But maybe you don't do that many of them or something. Or maybe they're really, um, I don't know, maybe they just really... I don't know, work themselves out or something. I don't know. but Well, anyway. you, there's no wraps. It's not like on Lizard Ridge. So you're not doing a wrap and turn. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's you seriously, you just turn. And oh. it's like every every row you do 
if, if, I've, if I'm understanding the pattern right, mm-hmm. um, every row you do one less stitch. Mm-hmm. So you actually see the gap when you get to the end. It's like you see that there's like it's two and two and two. Yeah. Kind of like when you do a heel flap. You get past the first one because it's, it's like the, you know, it would be after the third stitch and then the fifth stitch and the seventh stitch all on that side and then the second and the fourth and the sixth. Mm hmm. So you can really see the gaps. So you can so you don't really have to think about it too much. I see. Well, that seems like it would be better. I see some people using classy with it too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a good worsted way. Mine's not. Mine's probably a a really heavy fingering. Hmm. So so you probably anyway. So I'm hoping that turns out just because you know I need something good to turn out. And then of course I still want to make swallowtail. And then, okay, I, I think I'm going to get on the Ishbel um, uh-huh. bandwagon, too. Have you seen that? <laughs> yes, I have. I've seen a lot of people working on that one, actually. Yeah, that's very popular right now. So, um, so yeah, I'm kind of getting into, like, this shawl thing, but I still have, like, my in-paper knits, knits are the naughty gloves that I started you know, uh-huh. on the Italy trip and just throwing throw those aside. Yeah. So, eventually I'll finish those. Well, I like the shawl. I'm like, I'm looking at all the projects right now while we're talking going, oh, that just looks uh-huh. like the perfect thing to like wrap yourself up in, especially like when you're in an air conditioned room or an airplane and, you know, with those traveling and stuff, we just, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that you could put it in your purse and yeah. carry it, you know? Oh, somebody made it out of Rowan silk wool in DK. And it's solid, and it looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, anyway, I may have to cue that one up. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, um, anyway, well, um, other than that, we had both been doing a little bit of traveling. You for work, and I did some for vacation. And um, yeah. we're finally getting back on. But I wanted to mention on here that we're trying to record once a month rather than our um we were aiming at doing twice a month, but um, we're trying to kind of cut back with all the stuff we have going on and do once a month recording. So we're sorry for not giving more and actually taking some away, but um, that's just something we need to do right now. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll stay with us and we will be right back. I think you're starting. Oh, sorry. The... All right, so Tammy, you visited the Midwest Fiber and Folk Art Festival in Crystal Lake, Illinois last month. So um, how did that end up that you were able to make it to that fair? Because you weren't really planning on it, were you? No, I, re- I really wasn't. I um, I had this school that I had to go to um, for work, and it was in Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana. And, of course, I was at the Spring Fling and, you know, met up with some people I met last year and, and you know, some new people and stuff. And and um, Adrian lives in Chicago. And the the last morning, she had been out walking um, for her, well, her exercise program. And she came in. So she was a little late to breakfast. And most people had, had eaten already and everything. And um, we we're all kind of hanging out in the lobby. And... There was another lady there. I think her name was Mary, and she was in a wheelchair. Well, in the hotel, the way that um, the dining room was set up, it was like there was literally one table where a wheelchair could roll in because it was like steps up or steps down, mm-hmm. and there were people seated there. 
And I heard her say something like, you know, well, I guess I don't get to eat or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, was there a problem? And she pointed that out to me. And I'm like, well, do you want me to go bring you something? And she's like, oh, that'd be great, you know. So I found out what she liked, and I went in. I'm fixing her a plate. Well, Adrian sees me, and she's like, oh, Tammy, do you want to join me? And I'm like, actually, I've already eaten. This is for Mary, you know. And so mm-hmm. she's like, oh, okay, you know, because she's sitting there by herself. So I take it out to to Mary, and she, you know, thanks me and everything. And I'm like, you know what? It's like I'm just kind of hanging out here. I'm going to go back and sit with Adrian because, you know, it's, she's alone and everything. So I come back in and everything. I sat down. And I'm like, it's no fun to eat alone. And she's like, that is so thoughtful of you. And, you know, I'm like, well, I have those moments. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just got to talking and everything. And, and um, she, you know, basically it's like, you know, we were talking about the fair and, and everything. She had mentioned it, you know, that it was coming up and everything. And I was like, you know, yeah, I said, um, it's the weekend. I knew it was the weekend before I was going to be in school and stuff. And she was like, you should come and stay with me. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, well, I, you know, I don't know if I could do that or not. You know, I mean, yeah, better <laughs> twice, you know, uh-huh. for two weekends and everything. So, was, you know, but she's, normal enough you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> as much as anybody's normal and um but it's you know it's not someone that i really really know but there's just there's just kind of that bond with knitters you know and, and she's very sweet and i was like well let me think about it and everything you know and she's like i've got a big house you know anytime whatever and stuff and, and of course um stitches midwest is you know up that area um, right. as well and so I just, you know, I kind of got back and, and was, you know, looking to set up my, my trip and stuff. And, um, South Bend has, um, a little, basically a little rinky dink airport, um, kind of like Springfield. Mm-hmm. So to fly in and out of, it's like six or seven hundred dollars. Wow. I mean, it's ridiculous. Cause it's such a small town. And so I just, I looked to see, it's like, well, how much is it if I fly to Chicago? And I was going to have to rent a car anyway for that week. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and like, well, it's about two hour drive, you know, thereabouts. So it's like, well, that's not too bad. You know, well, so the plane ticket's like $200. The car rental was like another hundred more than what it would have been to rent in South Bend. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, let me, you know, so I talked to my boss. I'm like, you know, it's okay if I do this, even though I'm going to, you know, be driving more. And she's like, yeah, it's fine, you know, and everything because actually saved the company money. Yeah. So um, I actually ended up then flying in on Friday um, instead of um, Sunday for my class. And so I spent Friday and Saturday night um, with Adrian and, mm-hmm. and um, Saturday we got up and she drove us up to Crystal Lake. Um, she actually lives outside of Chicago, but so uh, hour, hour and a half drive up to Crystal Lake, Illinois and, and um, picked up another one of her friends, Nifty Red on um, um, Ravelry. Her name is Chris. And um, so we got up there and we met up with a few of other spring flingers that, you know, we had just seen in, in April and, um, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. Cool. Well, it sounds really exciting. And I know that we have some audio clips um, from when you were there and you were able to do that. So do you want to set those up for everyone? Let them know what they're going to hear? Well, I mean, basically, I just I, I took the recorder and um, I just, you know, I, I started off really good. But <laughs> then, you know, kind of... Um, 
slowed down where I just had like a couple of minutes and um, uh, at like each booth that I was like, you know, looking at. And um, so, and then as I was listening to them, as, um, I also realized that I think I started off every um, segment as, well, here I am. Well, I've just done this. Well, <laughs> so you've like, set okay. it up yourself. Good. Well, it sounds really exciting. So we will just listen to them. And um, when we come back, you will hear Knitting from the Word. Hi, this is Tammy, and I am at the Midwest Fiber um, and Folk Art Fair, and um, we just got in and we made a beeline to the Folds booth, which is where Socks That Rock um, are, and um, it's not quite as big as the booth that I saw at Rhinebeck, but um, it's still, I was able to snag a couple of skeins, um, one of lightweight and one of medium weight, um, Fred Flintstone and Beached, so some beautiful colors, and Adrian's still looking over at the sock yarn and she has some amazing spindles um they were handcrafted in israel Ooh, adrian's holding it up and going yarn and she's going what do you think so i think i think adrian needs to get do you want to say hi to the podcast hi podcast it's <laughs> me adrian so ooh, this is called what carbon, carbon dating. dating oh it's very pretty i like it well, tell i like it too I'm annie oh yes she's she's annie 97 on ravelry yes um and she's going to buy some socks at Rock. That so she, doesn't need. she does need. She says she doesn't, but I saw her stash, and it's very limited in sock yarns. So I think she really needs to get some more. Tony agrees with me. Tony from yes. the Folds agrees hello. with me. Hello. Would you like to say hello to the podcast, Knit Together Podcast? Can never have too much sock yarn. There, you heard it from from Tony herself. So. <laughs> So, we've also met up with some of my spring fling buds. Um, Pat is waving. Um, and Janet. Janet, I was like looking for where she at. And my new friend, um, Chris, who's some something red on Ravelry. Nifty red on Ravelry. So, anyway. Um, so now we're going to work our way down um, to the rest of the booths, and I will check in later. Okay. Okay, well, I made it to one more booth, which was Pattern Tamers, and ended up buying some limited edition um, sheep Pattern Tamers. So um, I didn't get very far, but I'm walking past the art because I'm not so much into art, so that's okay. But, ooh, now we have fabric, um, which is probably a good thing to avoid looking at as well. This is very exciting. It's not quite as crazed as Rhinebeck. It's all very, um, people are sedate, but ooh, I just found the booth with the trindles, and so now I really have to check those out. So, um, actually, I'm watching a demonstration of a trindle. Oh. 
Okay. That is so cool. Are those little heads on that one? <laughs> oh. oh, skulls. Okay, nice. That's funny. Not a great teacher. Apologize for that. So, ooh, I just realized where I'm at. So, this is Gail's art. Yes. Love. This is called the trendle. Love the roving. I'm just fascinated by them, though. Yeah, they're, they're I'm really getting some more of this, but okay. I actually have enough to make some. I'm going to get some, too, as soon oh, as I can get yeah, back the there. Okay. Um, I'll be back. Well, we made it all the way through the upstairs, which was just basically a hallway, and now we're in a small hallway downstairs and ready to hit the big gym. We haven't even made it outdoors yet, but it is pretty exciting. And my bag is filling up <laughs> already because I did buy some Gail's Art Roving because it's so stinking yummy. Take a deep breath. Okay. And Adrian said, take a deep breath. More vendors. We're headed into the gym. Well, I have wandered entirely through the um, inside lower level, and there's lots of other stuff besides knitting. There's um, there's some weaving. There's a lot of felters, which doesn't really interest me. Some quilters, and um, lots of jewelry, and beading, and buttons and stuff, which is all very cool. But it's it's like kind of getting to the the Rhinebeck level of okay, I've bought stuff and I have a limited amount of money, so you know I kind of have to pace myself because I haven't been outside yet. And I'm still looking for um, the Brooks Farm because Adrian made a clap of tea in, um, now I can't, Primera, I think it was. And it was absolutely gorgeous. So I've totally got to get my hands on some of that. And yes, that means I'll be making yet another clap of tea. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of crazy. There's, um, there's a lot of husbands in tow um, which is kind of disappointing because they're kind of just standing in the way like not knowing what to do um, and it's making it kind of hard to get through the aisles and I've lost Adrian and um, Chris right now so I'm still um, kind of keep an eye out for them um, Whirlwind, Whirlwind Ranch is here from Lebanon, Missouri um, they were at the Marshfield Fiber Fair and um, also at that um, show up at um, Fort Leonard Wood that I went to, um, oh, it's been several months ago, but anyway, it's, you know, yarn and colors, you just can't go wrong, so having a great time, and I'll check back in in a few. Well, we are now outside in the big tent, um, which has, oh, another maybe 20, 30 or so vendors, um, been wandering through there, stopped at Brooks Farm, got some um, really pretty yarn. Um, they did not have the Primera, they didn't bring that this time, so I got um, Silk Solo, so I thought that was pretty cool, and um, also um, spent some time in the J. Rayco booth, which um, J. Rayco is actually a yarn shop up in Nevada, Missouri. Um, I've not actually been there myself, but the two ladies there, Janet and Leslie, they're um, really involved in the Southwest Missouri Fiber Guild, so I'm going to get some information from Adrienne on that. She's an honorary member, even though she lives in Illinois, and um, 
they ha- have some classes and stuff. I think actually they had um, Judith McKenzie McCune come down and do some spinning classes at one point, which, man, that would have been really cool to, to do. So we'll see um, if I can get some information on that, and maybe Kate and I can hook up in a future date and, and take some classes. And Kate may actually be able to be more involved since it's more in her neck, neck of the woods than for me. But... Um, Anyway, that's kind of what's going on. The weather's holding up. It's it's um, cloudy and overcast, and it's cool. It's probably in the high 60s, low 70s. It's absolutely perfect for me. Can you believe this? In the middle of July. So, anyway, I've got one more um, booth with some big paintings of alpacas out front. Um, it's called the SuriNetwork.org. So I'm gonna go check that out, and I'll talk to you later. Well, I did it. I broke down and I bought a trindle. <clears throat> I tried several of them and um, Gail said that it was kind of like the the trindle finds its owner. I was like, oh, it's just like Harry Potter and, you know, in the search for his wand. <laughs> so um, I know some of our people, our listeners haven't read those books, but um, that's kind of the premise of it that um, the wand finds its, its owner, you know, so... Anyway, so the, a trindle found its way to me, and then I bought um, some silk hankies and some other um, spinning fiber. So even though I'm going to have to ship a lot of this stuff home, um, I think I'll keep that with me and maybe play with it a little bit at my hotel room while I'm um, back at and taking my class and everything. So I think we're about to wrap it up and um, head back to the car. So um, I guess I will be signing off for now and um we'll be back with knitting from the word in just a few One of the great things about knitting is how it brings people together who might not otherwise be friends in real life. Even when you meet someone with whom you've got something else in common, whether it's cooking or reading or fishing maybe or or whatever, those commonalities just don't seem to make people as close as knitting seems to. When I first went to um, the Loopy U Spring Fling, we were all a little nervous about hanging out all weekend with 75 to 80 strangers, but um, we were in the lobby, and, and one of the knit- other knitters, um, Karen, she arrived in the lobby of this hotel and saw everyone kind of hanging out, waiting for the event to start, and she just called out, my people, and, you know, it just really broke the ice, and, and we all laughed, but it was so true. It didn't matter that we'd never met before. It was, you know, those sticks and strings, you know, in our hands tied us together. But regardless of how tight that bond might be, it doesn't even begin to compare with the bond that we have with our brothers and sisters in Christ, even those we've never met. Because when we do meet them, even if we have nothing else in common, the fact that we all love Jesus is enough to form a permanent bond because we know we'll be spending eternity together, and that should allow us to put our other differences aside. 
in third John one five through eight, John is writing to his friend Gaius and he says, Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought, therefore, to show hospitality to such men so that we may work together for the truth. And there's an old song that says, Blessed be the tie that binds. And I think that that is especially true with our Christian knitting brothers and sisters. Yeah, and I think the timing of that word is even better now with um, all of the, you know, the not really protesting, I hate to say that it's protests or anything, but it's basically the grassroots movements, you know, rejecting um, healthcare, and you see the people out there getting mad at each other and shouting and screaming, and, you know, sometimes I just want them to stop and say that, you know, you have this thing in common, but those people are still your your Christly brothers and sisters, and you still need to treat each one with respect, whatever your opinion is on the matter. So those are some things that are you know, that we need to keep in mind, whether it's, um, you know, people who are even in a different religion than you, because, you know, you need to show them Christ's love no matter what. So, yep. Absolutely. So, anyway, um, if you have any prayer requests or comments for us, or even questions about anything that we were talking about, and especially praise reports, which we really love to hear, Feel free to um, go to our website, knittogether.org, and leave us a message there. Or you can find us both on Ravelry. Um, Kate is Anxious Dog, and Tammy is Darth Knitter. And you can find us there. And we've also um, recently, Tammy has created a Facebook page that you can become a fan of if you're on Facebook for Knit Together. And um, we can, I think we can post a link out there for that so people can become a fan of that on Facebook as well. We're also on Twitter but um, we don't update it very much yet, so <laughs> may, may, maybe we'll get better at that. Yeah we'll have to do some sort of co-twittering or on that account or something. So anyway. Yeah. All right. So, um, well thanks for listening and um, don't forget if you're in the Springfield, Missouri area we'd love to have you join us on Thursday nights for Knit Together at Ridgecrest Baptist Church and um, you know Give us a call, check the email, or check the website, or send us an email if you need any other details. Yep, and the Carthage, Missouri area Knit Together has been postponed for the summer, and we have not decided on when and where we will pick back up meeting. So if you have any thoughts on that, or if you'd like to join me um, in our area, in the Joplin area, you can just uh, send me a message as well, and we'll try to get something set back up. Circus, so